Hi people, you're welcome to another episode of Karen Rants. Ah, and I am still your favorite host, the Petit Goddess. So this is the typical Niger Girl edition. I did one last month and uh, this is the April edition. I'm going to be dropping one episode, one typical Niger Girl episode every month. Hopefully, if Nigerian guys are lucky, I might just add them to it. <laughs> i don't know yet i'm not sure i don't know but i just might okay so um this 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 month i i interviewed abigail um a very phenomenal exceptional woman and i enjoyed our conversation i hope that you guys enjoy our conversation too so let's get right into the business of the day stay tuned the next voice you hear will be that of mine and abby's ciao Um, you're welcome to Karen Rant. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, this is like a special episode that I decided to put together because somebody recently called me a typical Ninja babe on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck is a typical Ninja babe? What? I'm asking what the typical Ninja babe is. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, we all have different backgrounds, different upbringing, different experiences that have shaped our mindset so how can you say someone is a typical ninja babe and you know that's the annoying thing about men in nigeria they tend to classify all women in one box <laughs> and it's very annoying <laughs> so that's why i decided to do this so let's start by um getting to know you tell us your name your age a little bit about yourself Okay, so my name is Abigail Adeyemi. Okay. And I create content. I create content. I act. I used to be in radio. I am a voiceover artist. I studied at University of Lagos. Um, uh, I'm chill. I like to vibe and, <laughs> and stuff. Basically. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's nice. It. I've seen some of your content. I like your content. At least I look forward to <laughs> your videos oh, and stuff. So you have to make the best of this whole pandemic. I can't just be home and yeah, and not, not do anything. Exactly, it's quite annoying, but God will help us. Yeah. I don't know the Anything, you just keep moving. <laughs> yes, so yes, so. So, what was growing up like as a Nigerian woman? Like, what was growing up like? Did you have um, brothers? Were they giving preferential treatment because they were boys? Because I, my, for myself, like my mom really gave my brothers a lot of preferential treatment. They had too much. They were they were very entitled. Wow. Okay, <laughs> so I grew up with like um, my cousins. Okay. I'm the only child of like my mom. Okay. So I grew up mostly with my cousins, and then yeah, it was a family house. So you know, it was always oh, boys this, yes, boys that. <laughs> And the boys get two pieces of meat, and the girl will get Oh one. my god, can you imagine? The boys tend to, you know, get their food first while the girls oh like stay in the kitchen until everybody has to train. Um, basically, yeah, I think boys, boys are always giving um, preferential treatment. You know, like when you can't cook as a, as a girl, the next thing they say is, ah, would you find husband like this? <laughs> yes, I heard a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next day, almost. Yeah. Next day, it's a certain day. Uh, uh, husband, signing, but the guy can wear singlet and 
and then oh he's fine or he can it was just crazy going up it was yeah. crazy but I mean there was love but it was still yeah I remember when, when I go into the university and I was in year two so I came home for for the holiday my brothers did not wash the plates that they had used for three days because my mom told them that I was coming home I, I swear so I was pretty much the house girl that period like I, I was I even fixed nails and everything I came home I was washing pots washing plates that was when I said revolting I was like nah fam this cannot continue I am not mm. the house help let them clean up after themselves it's very annoying <laughs> very very like these people are not left hand they can do things for themselves like what does it mean like a female has to be the one to clean up after it doesn't make any sense they're human beings you should do things yourself exactly you have to clean up after yourself Uh-huh. So okay. tell me, tell me a little bit about your parents. Which which one of them are you close to, and why were you ever okay, close so, to anyone? Okay, I grew up with my mom. Mostly, yeah. my folks are separated. Okay. So I I live with my mom, and she's my G. She's my Drake, my bestie. Yeah. She's my nigga, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was just both of us at the time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm closer to her because like I spent all my most of my formative years with her. So like you know, she taught me how to be a lady yeah. and stuff. And I was so oh, there wasn't any preferential <laughs> between her because it's just me. Okay. You get the thing was based on me. So yeah, I'm closer to my mom. Okay. That. So yeah, so, that is cool. So being like from a broken home, what effect has that had on you? Or did I have in your on your growing up? Because for me, like I was also raised by my mom, and it wasn't easy being raised by a single mom. You know, not yeah. being able to explain to my friends that my dad is not around. Like they would always make you feel uncomfortable. Where's your dad? You know, all of that. Ah. Mm. So it did that really affect? Did that affect the growing up? It did. It did because like for the longest time, I did not even know, like. Who he was like officially. <laughs> oh. Until I was in like I think just two or just three. That was like the first time. Yeah. You know we had reunion thing at my school. Mm-hmm. While uh, during the what they call the visiting day. Yeah. So they all came. But growing up like without my dad, it was weird for me because like you know I'll see my cousin, mm-hmm. you know do some certain things with you know her dad, mm-hmm. and like even though it was, you know I, I was more like. Yeah, daughter. Everybody's like, oh my uncle's daughter and that's daughter. You get, mm-hmm. but it still felt empty. Mm-hmm. I still, yeah, I still felt like well, there was something missing. Mm-hmm. I still felt, I I don't know how to explain it, but um, it was just weird yeah. somehow. Yeah, you know, you want your father now. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the whole of summer is nothing. Like you know, I didn't have all that. Oh, daddy said. The only father figure, the main father figure I had was my grandpa. Mm-hmm. He's so rest in peace. He was mm-hmm. like my everything. Like, and the guy's the only man that you know I would fight for and be like, no, <laughs> like he's he triggered. He was mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it had effects on me in terms that oh, I I did really do relationships because I didn't see the point. Yeah. Um. I kind of like to shut my whole self out. Yeah. That I became numb basically. Yeah. yeah. 
because I had to, you know, I had to like, you know, be strong for my mom. And you know, she she got into relationships a couple of times because that woman is such a selfless romantic. Like, <laughs> I feel like your mom and my mom are the same. My <laughs> <laughs> mom has series of relationships. <laughs> I was I was her therapist. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, dream. how can you even do this again? Yeah. I feel like, well, you know, she did, but I had to always be strong for her. But for me, I don't, I wasn't really um, open to the whole idea of, yeah. you know, or being in a family and stuff, yeah. I, I think for me to, like, what really affected me, my father not being present was, how I, I grew trust issues for men. Like, I, I remember... Yeah being a teenager and I said I wasn't going to get married that <laughs> I said I was never going to get married I said I was irritated by men and all of that like you know not having my father in my life and then seeing my mom go through series of relationships and get getting hurt just made me decide you know what this relationship thing probably is not for me when I go when I got to be when I became sexually active, like that word, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, oh, that happened. I just, you know, have sex and move on. Cause like I wasn't interested in having anything. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't like, what's the whole point? So <laughs> it was more like, eh, I do this, move on, yeah. and life goes on basically. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so we're going to go on a quick music break. Um, We still have Abigail here with us. We're going to be playing one of Abigail's favorite songs, Lose You to Love Me. I read, I listen to it. I love the lyrics of that song. (laughs) By Selena Gomez, I love the lyrics. I I feel like um, at some point you just have to lose someone to find yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a very good song. So uh, listen to the song and we'll be right back. You promised the world and I fell for it. I put you first and you adored it. Set fires to my forest. And you let it burn, sing off key in my chorus Cause it wasn't yours I saw the signs and I ignored it Rose-colored glasses are distorted Set fire to my purpose And I let it burn You got off in the hurting When it wasn't yours Yeah We'd always go into it blindly I needed to lose you to find me This dancer was killing me softly I needed to hate you to love me To love, love, to love, love, to love you I needed to lose you to love me Turn me down and now it's showing And two months you replaced us Like it was easy Made me think I deserved it 
So which ones are you closer to, the male or the female? My female, my female, my G. <laughs> I have like you know small circle yeah. of my G that you know just are there for me and yeah. give me all the support I need. Yeah, that's so that. Yeah, that's the most important thing. So I, I think for me, I'm closer to my male friends now. I used to have like a group of female friends, but like you said, drama. The drama was becoming too much. Mm-hmm. I couldn't handle it anymore. So I'm like, you know what? Peace, God be with you, and God bless. Let's do this. <laughs> but the only the only thing about being like having male friends is that some of them I start like having a crush on you and all of that. So That's you have to deal with that. Like most guys cannot just you know stay platonic. Yeah. Like yeah. we always want something in the end. If my mm-hmm. own start that, oh no, now that day, I'll say well, mm-hmm. like you just stop acting weird, and when yeah. you're not giving yeah. me, and now. Or this acting uh, unnecessarily when you're trying to be serious, like, like no, it's, it's kind of annoying. Uh, don't do that. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some of the insecurities you've had to you've had to deal with, or you're still dealing with, and how have you been able to overcome them? Like, uh, my biggest in or uh, anything. My biggest insecurity has always been like my weight. Okay. Like, I have struggled with it for as long as I can remember. Like, I honestly, like, thought myself as ugly and unattractive. Oh, wow. Because, like, I know, right? <laughs> I was, like, I was the Lord growing up. And, wow. like, feel myself as me. Like, no jokes. Like, people normally see me and feel like, oh, I have all the confidence. Mm. I have all the confidence in the world. But hmm, I am honestly dying inside. Like I, I wouldn't pass a group of people because I'm afraid of what they will think or what they will say, you know, about me. I wouldn't talk in conversations. It's not like I don't know what to say. Of course, I would know what to say. But like I would just, you know, feel how they would perceive me or how they would look at me. And I was very insecure about like my whole body. And, like I never felt attractive on anything. So. You know, I normally would give in to anybody who looks at me twice. It was that bad. Yeah. It was bad. With her. And I was sick a lot. Like, my cousin sees the shit out of me. <laughs> and it hurt my feelings. But, like, I wouldn't tell anybody because I, I always know how to, like, conceal shit. Yeah. I conceal, like, my emotions in God. So, I won't tell anybody. But they'll think, like, oh, okay, maybe it's just joking. Like, for a while. It kept going on and going on, and I was adding more weight because I don't even know. <laughs> it just kept going on, and up to a point, I'm like, okay, this is it. But I got through it. Yeah, how, how through did it. you? How did you get through it? How did you overcome? Yeah. Okay, so um, what happened was, I. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let it out, baby. <laughs> so, like, I I got really depressed. I had like one major depression yeah. in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And like for a whole year, mm. for a whole year, I was um, I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't 
I didn't interact with anybody. I didn't. Um, I, I think I even broke my scene and stuff. And then I, I just, I, I think I, I just need to like think and relax and understand myself mm-hmm. and my body mm-hmm. and everything going on. So it was when I finished um, university, and then I went to, I went to serve, okay. and I was great. <clears throat> Someone at the airport was like, "Oh, um, you should check your, you should check your weight and BMI, blah blah blah." Shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have time, but okay, 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 fine. So we checked it, and this this lady told me that, oh, for my height, I'm a bit overweight, and I'm like, I don't want to die. You <laughs> 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 know, she's like, okay, I, I should try working out, you know, doing some certain things, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, fine. So what I do, I I went to go to, and then I I took the wrong measure here because I wasn't sure. I was starving to be because I needed to lose weight. I said going mountain climbing. I started living my whole life. Like I just started being free, and that was in Sokoto. Okay. I also had like this. Um, I call it revelation. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should say this one. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. This is like a, a, a no-judgment zone, an open space, and you don't know who can be listening and who needs to hear you say because there are a lot of people dealing with insecurities right now. Yeah. Basically, I kind of just... It had a lot to do with, like, who I was and, like, my sexuality. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, so I... That period, I just, like... Okay, I sat down and thought about it yeah. and realized that okay, this is it and this is it. Okay. And then, you know, I came back with help of my friends who were always like gassing me up and oh my god, you look so. I'm like, are you guys doing the same thing? Because, like, honestly, I just wonder, like, are people whining me? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because, like, oh, I see it's different, but you know, yeah. supportive friends and just you know, I came the whole side, whole Abby Downer, not Debbie Downer this time. Like you know, always just in the corner because I like the corner. I am back to it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no way. You know, I'm less visible. <laughs> Man, so, I think one of the things that really attracted me to you was your confidence. Like I just saw this really petite babe who doesn't wear bra and doesn't care i'm like whoa who's this <laughs> <laughs> like that is one thing i like about you like you're so confident in your own body in your skin and that's like really amazing uh, i i i see a lot of unlearning Yeah. I went for like, you know, seminars yeah. at a point I had the therapist. Mm, yeah. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, well, yeah. Look at me now. <laughs> we see you, baby. We see you. <laughs> I think, I think for me, the major insecurity I've, I've dealt with is my height and then my weight. It's like one minute I'm, I'm plus size, I have ass and all. Next minute I'm skinny as fuck and everybody's like, whoa, where did the ass go? I'm like, so like, I also have to like do a lot of unlearning. First of all, in the aspect of accepting 
my height. Like, just know that I'm not growing any taller. So I am the way yeah, I like so <laughs> I know <laughs> it. <laughs> I know, like, I just had to, like, get to a point where, like, I was comfortable in my own skin. And then I had to get to a point where I had to love myself regardless of what weight I find myself in. Because then you you date certain guys and they'll make it seem like your bum bum is your identity. Like, oh, yeah. or, or having boobs is your identity. And it's just, like, so annoying. So I'm just like, you know, if you don't like me the way I am, fuck off, nigga. Let's not... Like, fuck off. <laughs> let's not even... Like, let's not waste our time, dear. I am like this. I'm fine like this. If you don't like it, I, I'm definitely someone else's state, not yours. So, mm-hmm. you know... somebody out there you're their total package. Yeah. Like, total package to that person. Yeah. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, are you, you are you in a relationship? Uh, if yes. No. Nah, <laughs> so, I'm not. So, what are... Yeah? I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> so, what are some of the major issues you've, have to, you've had to face in previous relationships and what have you learned from them? Basically, it was just you know me still thinking I wasn't enough. Yeah. And making them feel like you know they were the ones, or I was the one lucky to have them. Yeah. So it was just still all boils down to um, esteem issues and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I had to realize that what I'm a babe and. If you guys are not seeing that, then you're probably blind or something. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So basically, I just realized that I am enough, and anyone would be lucky to have me. Mm-hmm. And you know, not the way around. I shouldn't feel like, oh, this person is doing you a favor. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, the price here, baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think being the bottom person yeah. and um, yeah, it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> ah, people are really like when come out, they realize that oh, this is how it is. They start doing anyhow, and knowing fully mm-hmm. that you take it because yeah. you see them as you know everything, everything. at that point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what I've been doing in my last relationship. Yeah. That one even told me like, man, there was a lot. It was so toxic. Like, it was super, super toxic, and yeah. I was there for a while yeah. until, yeah, mm. feel better. I'm I'm glad that you feel better. You know, like that's that's one of the major issues I've always had to in, rela- in relationships because I'm a lover. Like I would do everything you get but at the end of the day you have to understand that you're the only star in your own movie you shouldn't make another person a star in your movie because it makes them feel unnecessarily important so and and what what makes people feel important is the love we give to them i can take that love and give it to anybody and the person will just become as important as you were so as you were like because people always know that you know they're irreplaceable. Right? Yeah. You can move on. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, like honestly, with me, when I was in that relationship, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think that oh, I would, you know, find 
somebody but trust me when, when I left there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my phone was just blowing up like uh-uh. Uh-uh. what's happening now <laughs> I swear I swear so, Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think people people can tell when you're moving in a vibration of self-love, and you know the moment you're able to love and accept yourself, you just see guys flocking around you and you're like, yo, guys, you guys just chill. Oh, okay. Yes, or girls. I've also had my own like fair share <laughs> of that as well, and I'm like, yo, 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 like no, I know what I want, I know what I I like, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, like, even even when it comes to like you know, sex and stuff, yeah. you're just you're just um, what would I do? What would I call it? Um, let me afraid. Yeah, yeah. You speak about what you actually like. Mm-hmm. You know, being brought to you. So you just take whatever. Yeah, they yeah. Give. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a whole lot of stuff. Yes, like funny enough, I had the same conversation with a friend recently, and I was like, I'm done settling. I'm done settling for a guy that I cannot be every inch of myself with. I can't be my psychotic self. I can't be the part of me that likes to be crazy and do crazy, Mm -hmm. nasty things in bed because you don't want to scare him or whatever. I'm just done with that. So, so do you think that society is fair towards us Nigerian women? If yes, if no, please give your reason. Nigeria isn't fair. Like, heck, the whole world isn't fair. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like I said before, why would people of the same qualification at an office, at the same company, be paid different just based on gender? Yeah. Why? Why? Why would they, both people, they're both graduates, they're both in the same office, mm-hmm. they both do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why would why would he be paid, you know, um, 40,000 naira higher than mm-hmm. his female colleague? Why? And Nigeria is like not, not um, fair to women at all. I have, I, I, honestly, I have, you know, sorry, excuse me. I've worked at a place where, you know, I was being, let's say, sexualized. Sexualized, like as employees, yeah, I wouldn't even know what to wear anymore. <laughs> like honestly, I had an extra year school yeah. to do this same thing because, like, it's not my fault that you know I follow. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I even know. when I went to Alabia, <laughs> I know <laughs> everything was so. So, like, this man just decided that uh, okay, since I didn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. get down and stuff. He was right. He killed me. He was right. Did you get right? The man's I did something right. Like, if I was a guy, I would have probably started with money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because I was a big, it had to be, you know. And I didn't want to, and I had an extra thing. And that was my 400 level. So that one, like, just destroyed me. <laughs> so basically, like, Nigeria is in isn't fair at all. If a woman sees multiple men, she starts as a hoe, as a prostitute. She will, oh my god, hey! But if a man starts, you know, if a man sees. Yeah, it is normal for a man to cheat. 
Yeah, some women even get married knowing that they are whoever they're getting married to is a cheat and they're like, Oh, is a man? Yeah. Normal. Yeah.
don't do it to someone. That's just it. It's human. I'm not saying do not respect. Yes. Do not respect. Yeah, but I'm not saying oh, don't show this person respect or don't show that person respect. Yeah. But there's a different thing between respect and slavery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, being looked at as the underdog or yeah. because a woman you must be submissive. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really nasty. Yeah. I hope maybe in 2030 you would we would actually like be better. But right now I don't know. Right now I don't, I don't see know. going anywhere. Yeah, because, because you know even the ones are not even afford. Yes, even no, the ones who claim to be anywhere. educated or have gone to abroad, like they they leave their sense in the abroad. When they come to Nigeria, they start behaving yes, like animals. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Very very. So, a word of advice for other Nigerian women out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like you just you know do you. Yeah. Leave your peace. And to be honest, there is no world, there is no body in this whole world that is like you. Like, no matter how somebody might look like you or dress like you mm-hmm. or act like you, like there is no body mm-hmm. that has your personality traits and. There's nobody that is you. So basically, just you know, do you yeah. live your truth and be happy? Mm-hmm. Be happy, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Like once you're healthy, I promise you. Honestly, when I feel like like you know, working out and being more active, mm-hmm. I feel better. I do yoga every day. Yeah. Like every morning. Yeah. I do yoga. Trust me, the flexibility is like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, do whatever makes you happy. Like men. Okay, a man is not doing this for like yeah. just make yourself happy. Get that check, get that money, get that skill, get whatever you want to do. Just do it yeah. being you. That's yeah. all I you know. And of course stay safe and wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. Please don't be very, very important. <laughs> Everybody wash your hands, stay safe, wash your hands. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you so much, Abigail. I really enjoyed our session. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So much. It's very nice having you on my show. I hope to have you here yeah, next right. time. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> I love. You. Okay. Bye, love. Ooh, that was a lot. Mm. I hope you enjoyed our conversation because I did. We talked a lot about dealing with insecurities, um, gender inequality, and a lot more other fun stuff. So we have come to the end of the show again. I will definitely do this typical Niger girl edition again with another special Nigerian woman. Maybe, 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 just maybe I will do the ninja guy edition maybe <laughs> i don't know yet guys but yeah so um so i'm gonna play one last song for you guys i'm gonna sign out with one last song um this song is titled option by ricardo banks and pakai gile it's actually a new song and i really really like it so yeah enjoy it uh till i come your way next time i remain the petite goddess please stay safe and um Stay blessed.
Fucked up. 